Many Americans, uh, including yours truly, have been plagued uh, by cataracts. And uh, getting those treated, having uh, that cataract surgery, although it may sound daunting, it can really be, and I mean this, uh, no pun intended, an eye-opener. When my uh, eyes were finished, I used to joke that I had not seen this well since the Lyndon Johnson administration, which was when I first went into my uh, first pair of glasses back in second grade. Dr. James Schumer is an ophthalmologist. He's founder of Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery. And Dr. Schumer, it's good to have you on our show this morning. It's very nice to be here, Clark. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, technological advancements in cataract surgery and how things are getting better and better. But let's uh, rewind a little bit and start folks out by discussing what cataracts are. So very simply, Um, Cataracts are a clouding of our natural crystalline lens inside of our eye. So our eye is is made up of two lenses in the system of the eye. So the, the very front of our eye is the cornea. And when you look at somebody's eye and you're looking at the colored part of their eye, their iris, you're looking right through the cornea. And the cornea is a lens. But back behind the colored iris in the dark pupil in the center sits another lens, and that is our crystalline lens. And a cataract is when that crystalline internal lens clouds. And that happens in everybody eventually. So that lens, interesting, interestingly, goes through a series of dysfunctions. And the final dysfunction of that lens is it loses its clarity. And as it begins to cloud and become less clear, the vision is affected. When you say it happens to everybody, does that mean that age is a factor that if we live long enough, eventually we are going to need cataract surgery? That is correct. Cataract surgery is the number one procedure performed in the United States. And if you look at population studies, as the population reaches 85 years of age, over 90% of people in the United States have had cataracts removed. What happens if you don't? I assume back in the old days, you know, folks maybe didn't live long enough for those cataracts to cost them their vision. But now, if you don't have that addressed, are you in danger of losing your vision or having it seriously impaired? Yes, sir. And matter of fact, Cataract formation is the leading cause of blindness worldwide. Now, fortunately, in the United States, we have access to health care, and that's not the case. But if you go to third world countries, if you go to India or China, um, there are way more cataracts that develop every year that can possibly be removed. And so worldwide, cataracts are the leading cause of blindness. If age is a, is a contributing factor, then even someone who's never had vision problems is eventually going to uh, develop uh, cataracts. At what point should we maybe begin to visit an eye doctor? Maybe it's something we've never had to do in our whole lives. But as we get older, our eyes get worse. At what point do we stop buying you know, reading glasses at Kroger and maybe make an appointment and, and start getting a closer look at those eyes to make sure that we are not developing cataracts? Well, annual eye exams are important. You know, um, an eye exam, it allows us, it's a window into the body. 
And it's actually the only exam you can have where you can see blood vessels um, and view them. So we diagnose all kinds of problems just with a routine complete eye exam. And among those are, are cataracts. So annual eye exams are important, just like going to see your doctor, at least annually. And particularly for people that have diabetes or hypertension, we can see problems develop in the eye way before they could have problems like heart attacks and strokes. So that's important. Um, To your point, when do cataracts need to be addressed? Well, it really depends on the individual. So there are, I see a whole spectrum of people, right? Um, I see airline pilots who their vision is critical to their livelihood. I see surgeons whose vision is critical to not just their livelihood, but patient outcomes. And of course, a pilot is flying uh, a lot of people and responsible for that. So vision is critical to where I see people that have Alzheimer's in a nursing home. And so not everybody needs cataract surgery at the same time. And so it is individually driven, and it really boils down to a simple concept. Is the vision broken for that individual? Is it to the point where it's impacting daily activity? And that daily activity can vary widely from individual to individual. So we ask very specific questions to patients when they come in about their daily routine and their vision and how their vision has changed and how it's impacting their individual daily routine. I remember when and I was at I went to an optometrist who first alerted me to the fact that I was probably going to need cataract surgery very soon. However, he didn't say that it was imminent, uh, that it was something that needed to be addressed right away. He he kind of said, uh, you know, they, I'll let you know when the time comes. And it was, I want to say, several months to maybe a year. And then he said, oh, and by the way, you're going to need the other eye done pretty soon, too. So over the course of those next few years, I did have an ophthalmologist perform cataract surgery first on one eye, then on the other. Uh, But I don't remember experiencing any disruption of vision as far as my daily life was concerned. Uh, However, I already had bad vision to begin with. So (laughs) were there anything else, is there anything else in there that something about my lifestyle or my age at the time or pre-existing conditions that would have had that optometrist say, you're going to need this, I'll let you know in a few months whether you need to make an appointment with the ophthalmologist to have it done. So it was probably the exam where we have uh, devices, mainly a microscope, that we look at the structures of the eye, and we can literally see the clouding of the lens inside of the eye. So we know that the vision is not as good as it could be, and um, because we can actually literally see that cloudiness occurring. And so that's what your eye doctor was seeing and referring to. So you say that when you do an eye exam, you're seeing parts of the body and things in the body that that almost no one ever really gets a chance to see. Is that the best uh, test to determine whether a cataract is forming or present just by doing that exam with that microscope you just described? 
Yes, and and we have other technology. We have a lot of diagnostics that uh, we use in our eye exams. Um, obviously, visual acuity is key, where you're looking at the eye chart, and we're trying to get you the best focused vision that we can. But we have um, laser interferometers. We have um, we have diagnostics that can actually look at the pathway of light through the eye and see how that pathway is disrupted with scatter of light, which is what a cloudy lens would, will do. So we have objective measurements. There are subjective measurements from the patients, like visual acuity. And then we have the direct visualization with our microscopes and some of our other diagnostics where we're looking at the individual structures throughout the eye. Dr. James Schumer is an ophthalmologist, and he is founder of Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery. Uh, talking about cataracts this morning and uh, getting a good uh, uh, good view there of what uh, what a cataract is, how it's uh, discovered. But let's move on now, Dr. Schumer, to treatment. And uh, you have been in the, uh, the ophthalmology game for a good long time. How has treatment evolved since you began practicing? Well, I've been so fortunate in my career to hit on uh, a technological curve that's just been phenomenal. So when I trained in cataract surgery back in the early 90s in my residency, um, it doesn't even look like the same procedure we're performing today. And it is a complete different Um, experience for the patient, and included in that is a complete different outcome of the vision uh, as well. So when I, so let's describe what cataract surgery is. So we've, we've already discussed that a cataract is a clouding of the lens inside of our eye. So when we address a cataract, we are removing a lens, and that lens is vital to how the eye works, so we have to replace it. And we replace a cataract with a synthetic crystal clear lens. Now, patients, the technology has come so far that patients now have options. And the only way you can decide which option is best for you is understanding, right? So a big onus on us now as we, as we diagnose cataracts is we're educating the patient about the options that are available. And this is very important now. Patients need to understand because the decisions that they make are going to impact how they see for the rest of their life. And, it, and it's phenomenal technology. So we now have lasers and specialty premium lenses that assist us with some of the intricate things that I do by hand normally with manual surgery. The laser can do automatically. And then instead of just getting a lens to replace the cataract in, oh, here's a pair of glasses now, and you can see better. We now have the capability of treating astigmatism, treating nearsightedness, 
treating farsightedness. And in addition to that, Clark, we have technology that can allow both eyes to see distance, both eyes to see intermediate, and both eyes to see near for the patient once again, kind of like turning the clock back to how we saw when we were younger. And in my case, now, much I, younger. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it, you know, and that's not for everybody. And certainly the eye exam, you have to have a healthy eye exam other than a cataract to be a candidate for some of these things. So a thorough eye exam is very important. The educational piece is very important because, you know, the decision maker is the patient. And so I am happy to make recommendations for the patient, and that's what I do. But the ultimate decision maker is the patient. How do you want to see? How do you want to see for the rest of your life? And I'll tell you, Clark, that cataract surgery has come so far and the procedure has become so safe that I'm using this technology for patients that don't have cataracts. Now, why in the world would we do that? Well, it's because they want access to the ability to see once again, perhaps like they did when they were younger. So, and it's the vision for the rest of their life. So routinely now, I am doing cataract-like surgery on patients that don't have cataracts just because they want access to the technology and they want access to the visual outcomes that we can produce. Do these patients need a referral from a physician, uh, from an, um, uh, a, uh, an MD, or from, uh, from their optometrist, or can they just uh, set up a consultation with you folks over at Revision? So we work closely with uh, dozens and dozens of referral doctors. Um, but no, a patient does not need a referral. And um, cataract is a medical diagnosis. So insurance covers this. Now, there can be some out-of-pocket expenses depending on the selection that the patient makes because insurance doesn't cover the entire spectrum of the, of the different options that patients have. And that, that becomes part of the educational process for every individual going through this. So the premium lens uh, technology allows a patient to become less dependent on glasses. Uh, and depending on, you know, how much they want to do and how much, I mean, it, it just it can almost eliminate the need for them, if I understand correctly in some cases. But if someone had LASIK surgery, for example, or uh, another correction procedure earlier uh, in their life, um, should they be concerned or maybe ask a few additional questions? Or is that something the ophthalmologist is going to want to know going in? Yeah, we absolutely know that going in. We have, um, all, obviously, history-taking. We're asking patients, have you ever had eye surgery before? But then our diagnostics on the front end are mapping out the front of the eye. So we can see on our maps, on our diagnostics, if someone's had previous LASIK surgery. And that does not preclude anybody from having uh, these technologically advanced um, options. Um, it's, 
It's simply that the math changes a little bit. So our calculations change a little bit. But no, patients have already experienced the, the wonders of laser vision correction when they were younger, and they got the visual outcomes from that. So yes, many of these people now are coming to cataract surgery, and they've already experienced the benefits, and they want the additional benefits through cataract surgery because truly it's, it's the vision for the rest of your life. What's interesting about what changes with our vision as we age, Clark, it's the lens inside of our eye. The reason why when we get into our 40s and 50s and we need reading glasses, and then those reading glasses need to get stronger and stronger or, or a bifocal, and then that's the lens inside of our eye that's becoming dysfunctional. And then that lens loses, first it loses its flexibility or its elasticity, and there's muscles that control the shape of the crystalline lens inside of our eye. And that's what allows young humans to see distance, intermediate, and near without glasses. But we all lose that capability as we age. And that, that term is called accommodation. We lose accommodation. And so that's the first dysfunction of the lens inside of our eye. And then the second dysfunction is it starts to lose its clarity. And then the third dysfunction is that lack of clarity progresses so much that the patients can't function like they used to or they need to. And that's what we refer to as a cataract. You mentioned that uh, the laser surgery and the premium lenses are uh, applicable to other vision uh, uh, problems as well. Are we talking about things like age-related uh, macular degeneration, uh, diabetes-related vision impairment? What are some of the other uh, things that people might want to know about that uh, these technologies can help with? Yes, we um, obviously those are very important points to be looking for when we're doing a complete eye exam. Um, macular degeneration is the leading cause of visual loss over 60 in the United States. And um, it's something that we're looking for on every patient. Um, and uh, diabetes, you mentioned. Yes, there are lasers that can treat diabetic retinopathy that occurs in the back of the eye on the retina. And, um, and that can be life-saving uh, intervention with different lasers. And different, different than the laser we're discussing for cataract surgery, but very important. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of different lasers we're using in ophthalmology to help patients. Dr. James Schumer, ophthalmologist, founder of Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery. Real quick, what's the typical recovery time from one of these surgeries, particularly cataract surgery since it's most common? You know, Clark, it's very quick. <clears throat> so with cataract surgery, we're only doing one eye at a time. And so patients are still functional. And so the, the operated eye can be blurry for a few days, and, and that's not unusual at all. And so it goes through a, a healing period, and it's not an uncomfortable thing, but it can be blurry for a few days. So the unoperated eye patient's still functioning. Um, and then very quickly, the operated eye improves. And it, it improves uh, 
in the most typical response we see at the one-week visit from a cataract surgery is the patients are saying, please, can you please do my other eye? <laughs> and so typical, typical, this is, this is um, we're doing eyes two weeks apart, typically. Wow. Yeah, I remember that feeling. How quickly can you get to the right eye now? Yes. Uh, uh, Dr. James Schumer, again, founder of Revision LASIK and Cataract Surgery Ophthalmologist. And uh, by the way, you can find out more about them at revisioneyes.com. Dr. Schumer, it's great to talk to you this morning. Thank you. You are welcome. It was a very nice uh, conversation. I appreciate the opportunity, Clark.